Are you somebody who wants to do for self, start your own business online, and you just, you need an accountability partner? You want to be a part of a private group so when you get a little down, you can see other people and they can help you come back up. Are you looking for a weekly coaching where we bring in not only other special guests who are six-figure and seven-figure earners, but we teach you on a weekly basis every Tuesday and Thursday at 7 p.m., Inside of the ABS trial, we're giving you business game, life game, and we're holding each other accountable. Many courses and programs out there, you just get the program and you all by yourself. But what I found, especially in our community, we need like a community. We need people who we can communicate with. We need people who we can talk to in the inbox. And that's what the ABS tribe is all about. So if you want to check out the ABS tribe, go to the abstribe.com. It's only $50 a month. One dollar and sixty per uh, sixty cents per day. Literally, a dollar and sixty cents per day. Go to the abstribe.com if you guys want our uh, our weekly coaching. It's off the chain. It's lit, and most importantly, it's blacktastic. Who's going to be talking about some of her accomplishments after entering into and being a part of the ABS tribe? Right after this intro, we're going to get right into it. Peace family, thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering, what can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st? I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market and I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS tribe. The ABS tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you, you want to get inside of our ABS tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and Brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six-figure friends are on teaching you every single week. If you want to join the ABS tribe, go to www.com. What is abstribe.com? www.whatisabstribe.com. All right, so I was not supposed to play that particular one. Uh, that was an accident, but that's the one that I played. So we got Sister Nadia on the line. We got Sister Nadia on the line. Uh, as y'all can see, there she go right there, glowing, glowing, glowing with the tea in the back, drinking the live. Um, and um, she has joined the ABS tribe, man. And uh, we've been able to see her grow. She's growing her, her platform. She's growing her message. She's growing mentally and spiritually herself. So we're going to dig into it, dig into her story and bring it all the way up until the ABS tribe. But for those who don't know who you are, who is Sister Nadia. Peace and blessings, family. Thank you so much for having me, Brother Venex. I am um, a young entrepreneur, someone just like everyone else who has suffered and endured the pain of life and is just striving to be closer to God and bring blessings and peace and healing to the people as we are instructed to do so, following in the footsteps of the honorable gods uh, themselves, Brother Venex, Jake Taylor Jacobs, and Young Condadine. So you mentioned suffering. Um, a lot of people in life, they go through depression or they, they, they just, they really going through it because they believe my situation is the only situation. I'm the only person 
who's going through this. And when you're going through that trial and tribulation or you're going through that fire, sometimes you can feel alone. So what are some things you've been over to overcome in your life? Man, I definitely know the feeling. I, I, I believe in what the minister himself has said. I rose from hell and I still think that I'm rising. I actually suffered from depression and panic attacks. And I tried a lot of things, to be honest, um, into the world, substances and all sorts of things. But the only thing that's been able to really pull me out of my situation is having a spiritual life, first and foremost. And I had to learn how to detox my entire life, my entire environment from people, food, um, music, media. And that has made the greatest impact on me thus far, man. Um, I truly believe that the tribe helped bring me out of that hell, actually, because I made a promise and a commitment to myself on August the 11th. I decided that I was going to change my life. I got so tired of feeling so down and depressed. And I got so tired of feeling like I was empty and hating myself, hating looking in the mirror. I got tired of those feelings that I, I said, what's the point of life if I'm not worthy? Mm. You know, there's a belief in the nation that we have to prove our existence. And I was, I realized like just going through the day to day, trying to live up to what media portrays, what people put on me as a young black woman that was leaving me empty and depressed and I wanted to be fulfilled. I wanted to leave. I wanted to live for the mission that's bigger than me. Something that'll live on longer than this flesh. Mm. Um, well, you talked about that self-hatred, the honorable Elijah Muhammad in message to the black man said, that's one of our main problems is that self-hatred. Um, we lack love for self. What do you think the self-hatred that you had or not loving yourself, what do you think that stemmed from? Man, I'm keeping a buck with y'all. My self-hatred ran so deep. I was in denial that I actually had like hated myself. I was one of those people like, I love myself. I love myself. But yet I had to be honest. What truly contributed and this is what even is even said in the message to the black man what really contributed to my self-hatred was one that i didn't believe and what i i didn't truly believe in what i was taught and raised to believe like i was taught that heaven was under my feet and hell was in the sky and the only way that i was going to ever see it was when i die i was taught that indirectly and conditioned to view that my only savior was a white savior um, and I didn't see myself as any time I read in the Bible that, that this book of hope, I didn't see myself. I didn't see anyone that looked like me because of what was portrayed by white society. And it's fat and degraded on me. I was too black. I was too skinny. I was too, um, the bullying that I endured, even to me, was so representational. It was just a small microcosm in the, in the entire world of how they really thought of me. And so I couldn't even see that. What I'm reading is, is that God is inside of me and God loves me. But what I was feeling was that I was less than. And I believe that a lot of us, whether we believe it or we accept it or acknowledge it or not, we, we struggle with that self-hatred, when you, especially when you live in, a, in North America where you don't see people that look like you. And if you do, we're in jail cells. We're dead. We're, we're compared to savages. Um, we're just used as a means to an end. And I found myself doing that exact same thing to myself. Uh, uh, a wise brother once 
told me that he believed that black people still suffer from the condition of seeing ourselves as property rather than focus on legacy. Like I was not concerned about what I was leaving behind or even my goals and aspirations in life because I was so focused on if I was valuable to someone now, like how could I dress myself up and act and portray myself as someone likable, as someone digestible, I wanted to be like whatever they casted on TV and whatever they were saying in music. I wanted to achieve that because that seemed like the only time that we got any respect. Mm. Like, to be honest, I, I found myself um, very early on. Uh, I, I'm only 21 right now, but I have a testimony that goes back to when I first experienced it. Now, uh, I know my, my family meant very well. But there's this association in our community that white is better. Like the saying that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said when he was talking about how we still view like the ice, the white man's ice is colder, the white man's grass is greener. Like my entire existence is so evident of that because thinking that they were going to do me right. I'm the youngest. I'm the only girl in my family and I'm the only one that gone, that's gone to college. I've always uh, excelled in a lot of ways scholastically other than my family. So they, they wanted to do me right. They said, we're going to send you to this private school. We're going to send you to this cr Christian private school, predominantly white. It was like me and like seven other black kids. And this is where double consciousness shook me awake. And although this is where I also developed panic attacks, this is where my self-hatred literally went from probably from the back of my subconscious to the forefront of my mind. And this is where I I finally experienced uh, self-hatred that ran so deep. I was cutting myself. I was self-harming. And I, I, I want to keep it 100 with you guys. Like, it was so based on the fact that I felt like I had to prove my purpose mm. to them. Like, I had to prove my worth to them. So, I've always made straight A's. But, I mean, these kids, they've been studying taxes. They were, you know, I went from public school, predominantly, like, mixed to suddenly this college preparatory white <laughs> christian school like i've never in my life experienced uh such a bleak dynamic and when i was around this environment um uh, everything was so so different everything moved so differently and everyone kept saying to me wow this must really be a culture shock and i was like bro i'm, I'm from down the street like i know i live like 30 40 minutes but what do you mean a culture shock it's because they knew that there was more funding. There was more money. They knew that they were teaching them things that wasn't being taught in public schools where I predominantly went. So I felt like I had to prove myself academically. I felt like I had to prove my, my work to everyone. And I found myself having panic attacks the second I got like a 95, 94 when I made B's because I was like, dang, like I don't play sports. You know, you know, y'all know how it is. Like, I don't know. No, actually, no. Brother Ben X does not know how it is because he he's hooping and he's been doing this life. But for those of us who was not one of the black kids, those athletically uh, inclined, uh, no, rather, I think we're kind of all athletically inclined. One of those, like, it wasn't the focus, okay? Like, I'm a reading, writing type of, of girl. I wasn't really focused on sports, like, for real. Like, I danced for a few years, but my, my passion was writing. So when I came into the school, they were basically like, you play, you hoop? You dribble, you play volleyball. And I'm like, nah, nah, I don't really do sports. But I was like, I, I write really good poems, though. And they were like, what is your worth? What is your purpose? You know, like the J. Cole song, you know, when he talks about it, 
I don't know if anybody really picked up he when he talked about not one zero in sight, you know what I'm saying? Like in terms of they we're not worthy unless we know how to dribble and use a mic to them. Like we're rapping, we're doing something for them. So when I experienced that, I, I felt invisible, but yet I felt so hyper visible because when it came down to the one time that we walked, we read a black book, Raisin in the Sun, I'll never forget. Finally, they knew my name. Uh, I was every other black person in the entire school. I was like, it's only five of us. You would think y'all could get my name just right one time. And um, I was hyper visible in those moments where we were talking about black culture. Suddenly I was like the know-it-all brain. Like, can you show me some gang signs? Um, and so that made me feel so evidently different. But I was taught that I was supposed to fit in. So I tried to fit in. When we went to parties, when I, when I that was my first time being introduced to substances. Actually, I actually grew up um, in a predominantly black, notorious oldest hood in Memphis, Tennessee, Orange Mound. That's where I grew up. But because my parents spoke to me, and because I was raised in the church background, they said to themselves, "We're going to protect her from this environment by putting me in this bleak white environment." In mm. actuality, I had never seen liquor in my entire life. Until I went to that school, I had never been in the presence of actual drugs until I went to that school. So that's when I first was in the presence of substances in my first Christian school. I'm like, okay, I'm trying to do what they trying to do. You know, I'm trying to hang. I'm trying to fit in. Um, and I found myself like putting myself out there, but but at the same time, I felt like I was fading away. And I feel like a lot of us can relate in terms of when we grow up and the only figures that they they show. The only time that they really show us is when we're like half naked and we're talking about things that degrade us and deteriorate our mind. And I mean, it got so bad. I was literally harming myself and I didn't tell anyone. Like a lot of people don't even know my testimony that I was harming myself, that I would wake up hating myself, that I would literally try to smoke the entire day away. I mean, the entire one entire year of my life, I probably was more intoxicated than I was sober. And it's crazy to say that because I, I've risen so far above it. But, I mean, there's a year in my life where I genuinely can't really tell you all the details because I just wanted to numb myself. Mm. Like, I know there's a lot of people to numb myself. I wanted to distract myself, and I couldn't figure out why. That's what drove me crazy. I couldn't figure out why I just... I just kept using substances. I kept trying to fit in. I kept partying. I, I couldn't figure out why. And something the Honorable Elijah Muhammad says is like when he talks about self-knowledge. And you, you brought it up a lot, uh, Brother Ben. And I, I have to be honest, part of my testimony does include you because I have grown up in such a church background and certain things. Um, it was really normalized that as long as I say I believe, everything was done. Like I'm saved. Like, Woo, thank God I'm saved, child. You know, uh, uh, because of that belief, I felt like I was not taught that I had to work for salvation, that I had to work like I had to genuinely try to dig some truth out. So I'm I'm in this place of high school and then I graduated and then I go to college, you know, and I go to college because I'm like, dang, I just want to make I wanted to please everyone so much. I was the popo, the prison of other people's belief. Uh, of other people, the prison of other people's opinions, as my coach, Young Commandant, put me on. Like I had to be honest. So it wasn't my till my freshman year of college that I meet 
the first person ever that taught me that there is a belief that combines God and self. Like, I know that sounds crazy. Like, I've been taught, like, oh, God's within you. But, like, if you can't see God as someone that looks like you, if you don't see positive associations with you, if black is always good, how could someone ever connect God with themselves and, and see a purpose of living? Because what's the purpose without God? Like, so I met the first person that helped me line that up. And it took a while because, to be honest, I was high. And I'm not talking about elevated in the mind. I'm talking about stoned. I mean, there's, you know, like, uh, anybody ever, you ever play Mortal Kombat, right? I was like, people that play Mortal Kombat, there's a character called Scorpio, right? And he's like, he got the chain, he like, get over here. Yeah. Uh, and he jacking you up, right? And so, one of the moves on the games, I don't know if y'all got the newer version or whatever, the older version, but one of the moves, he literally, like, cracks your spine, your spinal cord. Your spinal cord is connected up to your head and to your brain. And what your spinal cord is what helps send messages from your head to the rest of your body. How could I have, how could I have loved and respected myself? Like, I feel like if there's anybody out there that, that wants to be honest and connect with me, like, how could you say you love and respect yourself? When you're doing things that damage that that rules your entire body. Mm. Like I could mess myself up by doing substances and literally altering how my brain functions. And one day I could literally turn the switch off and be a completely different person. That's a that's literally losing self. Why would I care about losing self if I don't know self? Mm. Why would I care about that if I don't have self-worth? Like I was doing things to where I couldn't even function as normally or as highly because if I did, then I had to face the demons that I was dealing with from childhood trauma, from high school trauma, from things I didn't understand. But because of that lack of understanding, it drove me mad. So when I met this young man who told me about this, I'm sitting here like something don't fit though. And I needed help connecting it. I needed help connecting it um, but you can't even bring your mind to elevate to that level if you intoxicated. That like I was too intoxicated to care. I was too numb to care. I'm the uh deaf, deaf, dumb, and blind. I mean, I should have had a shirt. Like the woman wore the, the adulterous A. I should have had a shirt. Deaf, dumb, and blind. <laughs> Easy A right here because you couldn't tell me nothing. You couldn't show me nothing. You couldn't prove anything to me because my brain was off. So the, the comparison with the break in the spinal cord, I didn't even know where the true kingdom was. I didn't know where true hell was, true kingdom was, and I didn't know true self of God. So I'm just sitting here like this dumb and blind. I'm like a ugly duckling, duckling just moving through the ways of life. I'm like a um, just able to be told where to go because I'm so intoxicated. I'm like, huh? Yeah, huh? Yeah, oh, okay. This is what I'm supposed to do. All right. All right. All right. Um, so when I'm fast forward to uh, fast forward to coming up on 2019, I'll never forget. It took two, took two years. Uh, it was freshman year. The first time I heard anything about the honorable minister, Louis Farquhar. You know what's crazy? The way I found out about him. Out of my entire life, I never heard anything about the nation, ever. And I 
ever. I learned about Malcolm X. They're like, hey, this dude's bad. He's talking about killing us. And I'm like, yo, for real? Um, that Because that's how they really teach Black History Month. So I never learned anything about the nation. I think that was definitely purposeful, you know. Um, I didn't learn anything about most Black truth, let alone the nation, just like Black facts, because of the most of the schools I went to were predominantly white. And, of course, that's not the focus on education. So when I come in and I'm starting to learn some of these things, it takes freshman year, sophomore year, junior year of college, me trying to put down the substances and me trying to care. And when I started caring, it first started with the knowledge of self. I started learning about who I am through who my ancestors and the people before me were. Then I started learning about God. Like there's a there's a saying that I'm paraphrasing, so forgive me. There's a saying, uh, you can only love God as much as you love yourself. Mm. So even though I grew up with God, I was shown God in a lot of ways. My family did what the best they could, you know, like at the end of the day, when you go in college and you're away from your family, you're not in that bubble anymore. So it's really up to you if you're going to keep up the teachings you're learning, if you're going to um, build a life for yourself, that autonomy, that, that dictates who you really are. When ain't nobody around telling you what to do, when ain't nobody watching you, that's that's a true definition of character. So I'm going through this and I basically am dang there agnostic, agnostic because... It never resonated until now, until I could see someone that looks like me. So I I learned about the Honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan when they blocked him on all social media. Wow. I'm like, who is this? Who? Like, what? And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's this one guy I met freshman year. He mentioned this man. I didn't think too much of it because I was intoxicated. You know, I was a healthy kid smoking broccoli. So um, I know. So I look into it and I'm like, why did they block him? First thing I read was something about anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism. Yes, yes, yes. I, I struggled with some words. Um, yeah, so the first thing I read, and I, you know, um, read about some uh, calling Jews terms or whatever. So there was one clip, and it was like, I promise you, like two point five seconds. I don't even know how they got it to cut off at that point five second, but that's how that's how long it was two point five seconds. Where it said where uh, the minister calls Jews terms. So I mentioned this to the brother that I, I met and. He's like, he sends me the link to the full video. Now, no cap. I'm not sober yet. So when I saw two hours and 41 minutes, I went, oh, uh, okay, well, maybe another time. Um, I think you're worried about it. I think he's not that bad of a guy. Um, but then there was, then I found myself, I had a really, I found myself, um, I had a really bad night. Not gonna lie, like, um, I was so down one night <clears throat> that I was harming myself and I was debating whether or not it was even worth living to mm. be honest with you. I was debating if I should continue breathing because it just felt like I was going through the motions and I didn't have any purpose. I mean, People can tell you, compliment you all day, you know what I'm saying? Like, in a lot of ways, it's ironic that I felt that way because I was doing a lot considering where I was in comparison to those before me. I mean, I kept thinking to myself, my family has invested so much in me, their money, their time, uh, mortgages. Like, 
I'm the only one that's that's really in college, you know what I'm saying? No one else finished it. I felt so much pressure to be perfect. But it's crazy how the mind lies to you because I was so far from perfect. But I felt so pressured. Like, in public, to other people, I was probably still a good Christian girl. I was probably still getting it right. But on the inside, I felt like something was gnawing at me, wasting away. I felt like those substances were killing God inside of me. And I was so deaf, dumb, and blind, I didn't know it. So this night, I don't know. I just went on Instagram. And I, you know, I followed the brother I told you about. And um, he posted something. And he posted something. Um, and it was a post about, it was a short clip about the ministry, you know. So I look at it. And I'm like, let me let me just watch the video, you know. So I, I sit and I watch this video. And I honestly can't tell you which video it is. I know he had a cream-colored suit. That don't tell you nothing. You know, that don't, you already know. You don't know. But I know he had a cream-colored suit. And I remember he, it was such a fiery conversation. It was such a fiery lecture about... about Jesus but it was confusing me because I felt uncomfortable I felt so focused on it but I felt uncomfortable I was like some things I was like whoa hold on that's blasphemous that's blasphemous I, I'm over here sweating but I but I was so enamored I kept watching it and he spoke on the black woman and never in my life once again, I have to say, like, I wasn't my I just never want to be disrespectful to my family the way they raised me. But I've never heard someone put so much value on a black woman ever. And I'm sitting here hearing things about how we are like I the, that God created us so perfect, like so intentionally. As a create to be the co-creator with him, that we have the laboratory. I never thought about it like that. I was like, I'm studying psychology basically because I just wanted to know what the heck was wrong with me. I was like, if I can study psychology, then I can learn self because that was something inside of me I wanted to understand self. But psychology wasn't getting it because you have to understand God, you have to understand yourself, and vice versa. It's like one and the same. So I'm into these. I'm listening to this lecture, and I'm not gonna lie. I think I fell asleep. But so I didn't watch the whole thing. But what was amazing is, is that I fell asleep. I had been struggling with insomnia. Mm. And once again, I was in a moment where I was considering if I should even live. I used to um, trigger warning because I believe in trigger warnings. Um, I used to cut myself, like physically cut myself because. Well, now that I think about it, it probably had a lot to do with me hating my skin, me hating the way I looked, mm. me hating life and, and me feeling so much pain inside of myself. I, I wanted to distribute the pain that sometimes I couldn't put in words because I didn't understand why I was so unhappy and depressed. So I wanted to physically put it on myself and and I made a decision that I didn't want to I didn't want to do that anymore. I made a decision. I was like, look, um, and talk to God. I'm like, look, I just need to know that if I can truly give myself over to you, 
will I find happiness and peace? Like, is if you can reveal yourself to me as real, like I had a heart to my heart moment, like, okay, like, honestly, I'm just gonna, hey, I got nothing to lose, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I got everything to gain, maybe uh, I got nothing to lose, so I put it all, and I started making a conscious decision. Now, first, of course, I'd be capping if I was like, and suddenly, I rose from hell, and there I was, a beautiful woman that never did anything wrong again. No, it definitely wasn't like that, but I think step one is making that decision in your head. Mm. Step one is making that decision in your head. Like, I still messed up, yeah, but I made the decision cognitively, and I started speaking it. So then I went back to Instagram, and I looked at that post. It was junior year 2019, I believe. Yeah, 2019. I went back and looked at that post. Clicked on it, a man named Brother Ben X. So I clicked on it, and I'm like, click. And so, you know, before that, back then, even just a year ago, it was almost possible to get to your very beginnings on Instagram. Now, I ain't gonna lie, I wouldn't even try it. I, I feel like my finger would start <laughs> cramping because this might put so much value and content on the table. It's ridiculous. So I I went through, you know, I'm trying to size you up. This is This is the second person other than the person I met, you know, who is talking about this teaching, you know, like, this is so new to me. Like, you're like an introduction I never meet you before. So I'm trying to, you know, go through some of them posts, click the clack clack, and I'm like, okay, some of your posts are really funny, especially the skits where you're in the car. Um, and I'm like, okay, so I follow this brother, because I'm like, okay, this is this some wholesome comedy right here. So I clicked on one of your posts, and I read the comments. Why? Because not that this was something that was going on in the forefront of my mind, but subconsciously, I feel like you want to know who's on your page, who's watching you, how do you interact with the people. But secondly, you know a man by his enemies. So I click on his post and I go down and I and I read this one comment and I, I don't know why I remember it so well. It was this um, Middle Eastern looking young lady and... I'm paraphrasing because it was a year ago. Once again, you know, it takes a while for your brain to really sober up. Um, <laughs> she uh, she said, you're not even a real Muslim because you uh, don't do this and you believe uh, God is a man. And, and like, I mean, she kind of went in on you. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, the jump was kind of long. You know, the, the post where you got to click the dot, dot, dot because it's so, et cetera. So I read it and I'm like, huh, why? And so, you know, hers wasn't really the only comment, but hers was so raw and deep. And so I look, and I think Brother Ben basically commented, um, one of them, I've seen you comment, like, do you know why you pray? And I don't remember the rest of the conversation, but another post I remember, uh, you were basically like, it was very, you were like, LOL. And you spoke. I can't quote you directly, but this is the thing. What I could tell was you had people coming at you aggressively, trying to tear you down. And to me, you seem very humble. You seem very kind. You seem like you laughed it off. Uh, and go loud. I feel like some of them comments would have got me a little bit. But I noticed that you were still consistent in your posting. And so I said, what is it about what he believes that makes him not respond how other people respond. Usually, you you might go on someone's page or someone say something crazy. You know, you finna see bleep bleep blah 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 blah. blah you know, Autumn, you know, cussing somebody out, getting just as aggressive. But I never have seen that on your page. And I've seen some people post some pretty uh disrespectful things. I've never seen 
I've never seen it. So I wanted to know, there was my curiosity. I was like, like, what is it about the beliefs? So that's when I first started watching lectures. And um, one of the ones that really resonated with me, besides uh, along the lines of the knowledge itself, was uh, Stop the Killing. And the opening of the lecture, uh, the minister makes it very, I, first off, I just want, want to say, it really resonates with me. Why? Because a lot of his lectures I see, he's in a, um, an environment where I grew up in, a Baptist church, a church, you know what I mean? And so some of the things he says, he's so spicy to me. I'd be like, oh, oh my, like, I know how the church people think. I know how they feel, like, oh, and I, and, and like, then I'm watching and I'm looking and I'm like, there's such a light about Muslims. And so when I follow Brother Ben X, that's, that's what a lot of it had to do. And I feel like it resonated with me. And what I started to do was, if there was something, I would start taking notes on lectures. But if there was something that really resonated with me, I would write it down and I would put it on my wall. And it just started with like one thing, like, um, and, and of course, because I, I grew up reading the Bible, it was mostly Bible verses. So if you read a Bible verse and, and like put a new meaning to me, I was like, okay, this resonated with me. I'll give you an example. Romans 12, 2, this is still something I hold very dear to myself about. So many people ask me, Brother Ben X, man, how do I know that you're going live? How do I know when you're producing a podcast? And I saw you also just made $130,000 in two days. Well, there's a way that you guys can get informed from us via text message. All you have to do is text 50K to 210-504-4094, and we'll give you more information with free game, and we'll let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Text the word 50K to 210-504-4094. We'll give you updates, notifications, and let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Peace. Should I be here? Okay. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. This resonated with me because I was like, I gotta get my mind right. As young Condon on say, you, I just have to get my mind right. I, I said, I just really don't want to live like this anymore. And so, I mean, that was February because it was around Savior's Day, twenty nineteen, when I first started following you. And this time goes by, and it was. Um, was it Savior's? No, it was Savior's Day. Yeah, it was Savior's Day, twenty nineteen. Well, I guess I need to keep drinking my mentally conscious tea because I might still be a mess. I'm just kidding. Um, I've been sober for like four months. Uh, I can't. I know it was around February. Um, it's twenty twenty now. Maybe it was twenty twenty when I started following you. I think it was twenty twenty because I went to my first mosque in February. Um, in in March. So. All that to say, like, the Romans 12, 2 hit so heavy because I'm like, okay, how can I change my life? Now, I'm seeing you post content, and I feel like I have been following. I really watched in just even, like, four or five months of following you, like, from February to August, because that's when I signed up for the drive. I really saw a lot of growth, and I saw, um, I think this is what really sold me. Like, fast forward, like, what really sold me on why I wanted to invest in the tribe. Well, first off, I wanted to invest in digital real estate, but that's another kind of story. So what really saw me about digital real estate was I saw this woman, um, Taylor, Taylor, Tyler, Tyler, Tia, Tyler, 
Tia Lucas. I saw Tia Lucas. I saw her story. And man, it broke me down. Like, and then I saw uh, Jason King, brother Jason King's story. I think that was prior. Both of those stories about the not just even the money, but the mental shift in their minds. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, I need a mental shift in my mind. I need help. Like, I'm doing stuff on my own. I'm watching lectures. I'm writing stuff here and there. But I was like, I really needed a community because the first thing you have to do. When you want to change your life, you have to look at consumption. What are you consuming? You have to look at your your life like a plant. What is being planted in your garden? Like, so I'm sitting here like, uh, okay, so basically I wanted to detox. So I stopped. I stopped. I said if I wanted to truly stop uh, smoking and drinking and doing life, I was like, okay, I'm just going to stop going to these places that, that was doing it. So then I stopped hanging out with certain people. So I lost a lot of friends. I stayed inside more often. I stopped getting on social media. At first, I thought that was going to be the answer. I thought that if I completely like delete all my social media and just stay off social media, it was going to help. In a lot of ways, it did. But what I needed to learn is what they talked about, Jason King and, and um, Tia Lucas. Like, how are you changing your life and you on social media, but social media is toxic? And I'm like, okay, they're teaching you how you can use social media in a way to help benefit you and benefit others. Even though, yeah, there's some toxic things. So what I start, so you know, I, you know, it took a little few days. You know, I'm a college student, double major. You know, uh, you know, you know how it is. I was thinking, I was like, look, I ain't got the money. So I think I was like twenty dollars short, and you had a deal. This was real estate was like, uh, I don't know, it was half off. It was like almost a thousand. It was like nine hundred and ninety-seven. So I think I had like nine hundred and twenty or. 900 it was somewhere like you know close but not there so tia was like i'll 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 uh i'll sponsor anybody that want to get in the tribe i'll sponsor anybody that want to get a tribe i'm like i want to get in the tribe let me get into this so i'm involved i'm on the live whatever you know blah 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 blah. and so what's really funny is um i message her and i tell her a little bit about my story and so the reason why i was like you know like brother ben talking real game this 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 facts this truth right here like put me on game, uh, basically. Um, and so she messages, <laughs> she messages me, and she's like, uh, "Congratulations, girl, you got the sponsorship." I said, "For real?" She didn't reply for an hour. Then she said, "OMG, I'm so sorry. I thought you were somebody else." Uh, better let. Dang. <laughs> she was basically like, "Better luck, man." She was really nice about it. I could tell she felt that. But I ain't gonna lie. I was like, she said, "Congratulations." I was like, "Yes, oh, I'm gonna change my life." What you talking about? <laughs> Mm. She was like, yeah, nah, girl, I'm sorry about that. But basically, good luck in, in all your endeavors in life. Uh, you know, better luck next time. And I was sitting there like, wow. Uh, I was like, maybe it's not meant to be. So I was like, man, maybe it's not meant to be, you know. I'm almost prepared. Almost prepared to throw everything out of the window because of that one situation where I didn't get sponsored mm. or because it wasn't given to me. But what Allah revealed to me was um, through you because uh, he kept saying, do for self, do for self. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and he, and then you would say things like, I feel like one time you were talking straight to me, you were basically like, you need to get your bread up, like make it happen. Like there's ways to raise money. So I'm like, okay, bet. Um, so I write a paper to get a scholarship and I get scholarship money, right? 
But at this point, I ain't gonna lie, the half off, it, it ain't fair. So I'm like, well, maybe this isn't it. Uh, Danny Boy. Um, so I try again um, in that month. I try again in that month. And uh, I saw a deal where you could do like, because y'all know y'all can pay with DDR, you can do um, payment plans. So I click. And I'm like, I'm just going to do the payment plan, get in the door. This is reasonable. I can afford this. So I click and I pay $4.50. And I'm like, boom, I'm in this gut. I'm going to change my life overnight. So then I go to the I go to the tribe, call or whatever, have a conversation. Look, long story short is I thought I paid for DGR, <laughs> but I actually paid for uh, the tribe. So I messaged Brother Ben, and I'm like, look, I know you don't check your DMs, but I'm hoping uh, I can get a response from somebody because I've made an error on my part. Please help. And I get in contact, and basically they're, they're like, you know, um, they tried to help me. Um, but I said to myself, maybe I'm not ready for DGR because I'm a full-time student and I work right now. And so I was like, I'm just going to dip my toe in the water, and I'm going to just see what the tribe can offer. Because I was like, from what I'm hearing is a lot of people said they were overwhelmed because there's so much value and so much content. So I said to myself, okay, bet. So I'm going to do the tribe. And I'm like, if I can't even do the lessons in the tribe, do the calls. And I was like, I'm probably not going to uh, hold myself accountable to do the DGR. So I was like, this is what I'm going to work on. Um, so I get into the tribe and this is, this is, this is where I, I really started experiencing a change because I had a phone call and I can tell that you guys were so, I mean, ain't nobody even met each other for real. Like I could, I could possibly drive past one of the tribe members I've talked to every other day in a car and I might just miss them because people look uh, taller on the internet. On the internet. <laughs> I might just miss them. Um, so I've noticed, I was like, these people seem so close. Like, there's laughter, there's joy, but there's other people telling testimony. And I guess I came on a really good day. You know, our lives the best planner. I came on a really good day and someone was sharing their story. And I was like, man, this, this is where I need to be. And then, you know, fast forward to this, there, I'm realizing, okay, so I paid, I paid for the yearly plan of the tribe. And I was like, big commitment. That's cool. Um, we gonna try for a year, a year trial. So I'm in this joint and I'm thinking this is really $50 a month. So I'm like, if if we're not making a year time span, if I don't at least make $50, then I can possibly say I didn't make my investment. So, I mean, it wasn't worth it. So I'm in the tribe and I'm watching these videos. I'm getting involved. But this is what really helped resonate to me. The fact that you can come on the calls and ask y'all questions. The fact that y'all interact with us. Like, y'all ain't like, uh, all right, here's the throw dog bone, you know, like feed yourself. Like, no, you are helping us. You're bringing in millionaires, billionaires. Um, you're bringing in people who, who did this. Like I'm hearing y'all stories of testimonies. I'm hearing like, okay, so other people have a similar testimony. Other people have literally started from the bottom of nothing. Like people were in the a military and now they're on a different form of militants. I was like, this is what I want. This is what I need. Um, but what helped me was what resonated with me and why I wanted to stay was because brother Ben, you brought the teachings to life to me in a lot of ways. Like you, when I started seeing how the tribe was 
the nutritionist, the minerally rich soil that one needs to be planted in. Like when you need to detox your life, you want to change your life. You got to change everything you're consuming and what you're allowing to come into your atmosphere. So when I decided I was going to replant myself into the tribe, I didn't realize what I was doing wasn't just about business or wasn't just about even mental health, but it was. But like when it's spiritual, it hit different. Like it's serious. It's for real. It's permanent because I'm reading and I'm learning about a black man who came selling scarves, silk scarves, mm-hmm, who came with the, huh? Silks, yeah. Came with the appearance. It did include economics. There was an economic plan, economic blueprint, but it was deeper than business. So I came in thinking, okay, I need to make some money. I need, I need a new environment. Like, yeah, no, like, I'm learning about a man that came with the appearance of this is solely business because I mean, let's be real, you're trying to give some some almost hit the N word. You're trying to get us black people to do something. You need to talk about some of this because they're not worried about some of this. So with this idea, and then he's he's reaching out to drug addicts who are people who are poor, prostitutes, the low of the low, like black people weren't even low, aren't, aren't already low, but the lowest of the low of us. I'm like, that's me. I've lived these things. I've lived this life. This, this, I would be the type of person that would be attracted to him if I was there. But rather than me being there, what's in the present is that there is a young man, a young God. Brother Ben X is a young God. This man brings to life the teachings because it seems like it's about business, but you can't come in here and not have respect for the minister because you can't respect brother Ben X and what he's done and what he's doing without respecting the minister. Cause he teaches from his beliefs. He teaches from the nation and Jake Taylor, Jacob, he teaches from the perspective of God. This is all about God. It's not thinking and growing rich. It's thinking like a God It's thinking about God. It's thinking with God because it's about what is inside of you. So the honorable Elijah Muhammad when he come, talks about these teachings, he's talking about building a nation and doing for self and creating business, commerce, and circulating the money in our own environment and, and, and growing our own food. That's literally what's happening to the tribe. I want to, I hope, I love that y'all are humble. I love that you're humble. But I really hope that you had that moment where you just like, like you're seeing that the, that the, that the belief in God that the belief in the teachings, that the belief of the God inside of yourself is literally changing lives. Like, man, I, I love that you're not too much older than me because I'm like, you you put it in perspective, like, you can do this. Like, you just got to believe in this. So when I'm, I'm seeing the brother and I'm hearing his testimony of how he struggled and how he suffered, and I'm hearing these testimonies about these people who've done the dirt, been in the dirt, not just not just dirt, shout out to dirt, but who've done dirt like, I mean, that's done some things, that stole from some people, that's that's harmed themselves. Like, that's what I mean about the grudge and the mud. But now we've replanted ourselves. And now, whether or not even, even if we believe in God, we respect the belief that God is inside of us so that we can elevate to our higher being. When, I, when I'm like seeing this and I'm like, bro, like, it is people from all different walks of life, just like the teachings. 
we talking about good cars, good homes, and friends from all walks of life. And it's happening before my eyes. And I'm sitting here like, bro, like I'm 21. And I have, I've never even had the mindset of doing for myself for real because I've always had the mindset, employee mindset of doing for myself for other people. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm doing for myself. I'm making my money. But I'm like, uh, my livelihood is tied to this business, this corporation. My livelihood is tied to an, an educational system, for example, because my dream was to be a psychologist, a doctor. My, my livelihood and my dream is tied to an education system that has, has only disrespected and degraded my people. I wanted, I wanted to become a psychologist, APA, American Psychological Association. Do, do we even need to bring up the dirty deeds of them and how, how they contributed into, uh, how they contributed and even the Tuskegee experiment, uh, experiment because they wanted to know all the ways it affected people. Like, I wanted to come in here and, and, and no disrespect, I mean, you, you got to do what you got to do. But I'm saying, like, if you are able to change the minds of all these people, and, and I'm looking at myself like, I, I feel like a baby sometimes because I'm in there and like everybody, you know, <laughs> I'm one of the younger ones, you know what I mean? I mean, thank goodness for uh, Brother Khalid because, uh, you know, got me looking a little older. But uh, <laughs> I'm saying to myself like, if we can keep bringing people to the tribe, young and old, this is the teachings of the nation because we're building like a small nation right now. I mean, we got the bread. Uh, we got sisters baking breads. We got people baking cakes. We got people uh, making baby wipes for the babies. We got teachers who try to educate the kids. We got people that's on health teaching how to grow your food. People teaching you how to t- change your mindset. Like literally, you got it, and we might just have it. Like I think the only thing we need up in the child who making toilet paper. We got somebody <laughs> making toilet paper. Not yet. Uh, huh? Not yet. Look, who making toilet paper? We need you to come up in here. And if you don't make toilet paper, maybe you need to because there's already enough SH in your life. So you might as well be wiping it up physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So go get up in this junk because we need you. I ain't capping with you. But um, when I read Psalms 82.6, and like this is when I say y'all brought this to life for me, I'm like seeing... And I need y'all to understand, like, resonate with me real real quick. Be real with y'all because some people be acting like they don't know how white supremacy works. So even the black people, you know, you genetically black but not psychologically. So let's come and have a peace moment. Um, when you grow up and you grow up, because I'm, I'm young, but I'm still a 90s baby. And so what I see on TV is the portrayal of us as criminals, as potheads, as, um, I mean, drug addicts, alcoholics, um, players. Maybe they do got money, but for some reason, they always got to be a player. Like, dang, um, we can't get nothing. So when you see that, and then as I grow up, I'm like, okay, I only see negative attributes if they do throw us in, because, you know, they got to get that, like, uh, what is it, like, that, that, that one-man status. Like, okay, we got a black person, so everything's good. We're not racist. But, um... Then I'm growing up, and then I see the betrayal of then. Now I ain't. I'm not getting into the the light skin versus dark skin. I ain't getting into <laughs> that. I'm not. But I'm saying is when you are a dark skinned young woman like myself, who's been growing up around white people, white people for the most part, who's been bullied by black people themselves, and then we see it. I see in media and everything around me. Uh, self-hatred ran so deep I wasn't even able to picture myself black when I tried to picture myself successful 
I could picture myself black when I was sad. But when I tried to picture myself as successful as a uh, someone with a nice car, a nice house, for some reason, I kept seeing that girl from um, Clueless. How the heck I'm seeing the girl from Clueless? And I'm Clueless. That's why. Deaf, dumb, and blind. Moving on. So seeing these two men doing for self, making money, blessing people, a friendship, uh, a Christian and Muslim. Let me, let, let my grandfather see this. Oh, Lord. A Christian and a Muslim. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm seeing them, and not to mention, in this case, the dark skins are women. I'm not pitting us against each other. I'm just saying. My brothers are chocolate, okay? You know, one of them might be more on the mocha, you know, with a little... But hey, the dark skins are winning in this case. So when I see them, I'm like, yo, these people are proof that ye are gods. You are all sons of the most high. And that's something that Jake will always... I follow Jake after I follow Ben. And that's something that Jake will always be talking about, like, um, such an emphasis on... Basically, if you don't get off your tailbone, you're disrespecting God and how dare you claim to be a believer of God and whatever whatever title you give yourself or whatever walk of faith, how dare you believe how dare you say say to yourself, I believe in God, I believe in the teachings, but then you settle for less. Mm. Then you poison yourself, then you disrespect yourself, then you degrade yourself. And the reason why that lecture uh stopped the killing resonated with me so so hard. I'm thinking I'm on my a little bit of my self-righteousness. You know, I'm like, yeah, the brothers in the in the street, they slide on each other. It's ridiculous out here. You know how we like to get. We love throwing shade about what everybody else doing. But then the, the minister really put me on, on, on my butt because I'm sitting here like, yeah, talk about them doing that dirty street. And he's like, you're killing yourself. Mm. And he's like, you're killing yourself. And I'm like, yo, 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 like what? And, and you know, he's going in about the food. He's going in about the food. He's going in about the thoughts in our heads. He's going in about all of that. And I'm like, dang, like, what did these brothers have to do as black men, as young black men with stories of struggle and pain? What did they have to do to get to where they are? I want to be a part of that. So when I walk in and I'm like, okay, I'm a part of that. I'm like, I have to step my game up because it's not just about me. It's not just about you. Like, I think that's what really hits home sometimes. Because if you don't love yourself, you you can't love your brother. Like, like, how could you love a guy you can't see, but you hate the brother you see every day? Like, mm. for real. Or how can you love a guy that you don't see, but then you treat yourself like crap, and you hate the person you see every day in the mirror? Because the one person you will never run from, I mean... The one person that you stuck with, like, for real, for real, like, I mean, you can't outrun them, is yourself. So if you don't love and respect yourself, you don't do for yourself, you might as well be dead. I mean, and that's how I felt. Like, I might as well be dead. So I have the most utmost respect. I have the utmost love for the tribe and, like, being a nutrient-rich nutrient soil for me because, I mean... A part of my testimony is, no, I, I made the decision, yeah, before I, I officially joined the tribe. Like, I, I made the mental decision. But you got to be around the people that help you, encourage you in that. And also, I needed something to believe in and, and purpose to profit, you know. Like, I needed something to put myself in. So if it wasn't for how they're pushing me to do better, if it wasn't for how they're encouraging me, 
I would probably have already backtracked. Like, I've been sober for, like, excuse me, officially, like, three, four months, like, completely sober, because I took a vow in the te- like, coming into the teachers, like, okay, I'm never going to play myself again and threaten what I have up here, because this is the true kingdom. That's what I learned. It was like, that, that, that was like the first video, Brother Ben X. You, you talk, you teach about the kingdom, and you were like, what you putting in your dome? What you putting in your dome? And I'm sitting here like, Whatever they tell me to, because I'm in college. So whatever they tell me to study is what I'm studying. That's how it's always been in the educational public system. Whatever they tell us to study and read, that's all we're reading. And they get they get us so tired that we have no aspirations to read anything else. That's how I, I, I used to have a I used to have a intense love for reading and writing, and it died especially when I went to that school, that high school, because they had me so busy with whatever they were telling me to. By the time I had a break, I had to have a smoke break. I mean, I'm not even capping. And that's how they really got us in terms of uh, not just education, but work. And so when Brother Ben X, y'all got to go check out his video if you ain't seen it, which if you haven't, I mean, are you even really here? Um, his video where uh, he, he fired his boss, FedEx, um, because a lot of us don't even see how that's us, even if we ain't in the warehouse job, it's just in general. Now, I'm not saying like you shouldn't, shouldn't work for anybody, but if you are going to work for somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like if your dream isn't necessarily completely owning your own business, at least work for somebody that cares about you, like cares about your, your community, your people, like something that's a bigger cause and legacy, because we're so quick to, to want to invest. And all these other corporations and businesses, they're bigger because it's faster and it's cheaper sometimes. But we don't want to hold our brother down. So we over here thinking. And then so, you know, we, you hear this testimony and story. Some of y'all, some of y'all, some of y'all like, well, you know, so-and-so, my rider die. You know what I'm saying? Well, what y'all really got some sleep in your eyes because y'all, y'all ain't reading it right. It's not ride or die. It's ride or dip because they finna dip on you. They're not going to support you the second there's a saying that says, you want to know who your real friends are, start a business. Because once you start, start a business, they're like, yeah, no, 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 no. Now, where did this count out? This count, bro, I haven't made a dollar. I'm in the negatives. And Brother Ben X's story is like that. Like, um, like both of their stories are like that. Jake Taylor Jacobs has to start over three times. Like, I can't imagine the stress, the turmoil, and the pain, but persevere. Look what perseverance does. Brother Ben X's story is like that because I believe, Brother Ben X, please correct me if I'm wrong, you know, I believe you You talked about how when you were first starting, you were going to go do stuff for free. Like, you are paying to go talk places. Yeah. You're paying to literally put your product out there, and you may not even make a sale, but you pay to be there. Because your, your mindset was investing into the people, and you realize that what you put out is what you get back. That's, that's the true, you know, I'm into herb, y'all. Which, yeah, some of y'all might not know. Y'all might, girl, you done talked about everything about the earth. This is true earth. This is medicine right here. Right here. Um, my mind works like a garden because you reap what you sow. And so I love that in the tribe, y'all talked about the story of the bamboo. You know, um, I drink bamboo like almost every day. Um, and <laughs> hence, let me put you on game. Don't say I didn't give you none for free. Um, <laughs> like, the story of the bamboo is you you plant the bamboo, but you might not see it growing like in five years. And I'm like, dang, like we're so quick to give up 
mm. automatically. Like I, I could have been quick to give up on my dream of, of changing my life. I could. We're so quick. The second something doesn't go our way, we want everything quick, fast, in a hurry. A hot little little Caesar's hot ready pizza. You know what I'm saying? Microwave society. But I mean, if we stick to the, we stick to it. We be consistent. We will see growth. Um, something the minister said resonated with me, and you can apply this even if you don't believe in God. You can't say you love a lie without having to prove it. This is this is relatable even if you don't believe in God, because let somebody tell you they love you and they pour you some bleach. Mm. I love you, baby. Pours Clorox. I love you so much, and they give it to you. Now, if I say, what would you do if your mother, your brother, your grandfather poured you bleach and didn't tell you? You would would you believe that they love you? We're like, nah, they trying to kill me. So why do we pour bleach for ourselves? Mm. Why why do we literally poison ourselves by not investing in ourselves, by not caring what we're consuming, by being so so like the children of Israel, begging for the slave master's old life for the for the life of the old slave with the old slave master, the old food, the old way of life. We. Your savior and your 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 savior and your oppressor can never be one and the same. Your oppressor can never save you. Like we were taught to think that the white man did us dirty, but yet he's gonna be the one to save us. Mm. That truth and falsehood cannot live one and the same. So you when when you read a lie. You cannot tell Allah that you love him without making him proven. You can't say you love yourself and you're not proving it. You can't say you love, I love my people, I love my community. What are you doing for your community? What are you doing for your people? Because if you're not even starting with number one, which is self-knowledge, you're definitely not going to get to self-love. You're definitely not going to understand how God loves you. And you're definitely not going to be able to love other people. So if you don't start with self-knowledge first, then you won't even know that the truth of everything that's going on in life in the universe as black people is, is in our history. It's in ourselves. It's in our DNA. The truth is in us. So if you don't start with self-knowledge first, you won't even understand what's going on. And you could be a contributor to poisoning the people. All these people out here that's uh, making these fake Brother Ben X pages, uh, these fake Jake Taylor Jacob pages, it's crazy that, that you're willing to steal from the people because that's what you're doing when you with these fake pages P pretending to be the very people that are trying to feed the people ridiculous i'm sorry do you have any questions i think man you didn't answer every question i might even had <laughs> i think you did a a, a beautiful job um i definitely can tell um that you've been studying uh, and watching the minister, I, don't, I know you can't see the comments, but you can go back and watch them on YouTube. They, they loving you right now. Um, I guess my next question would be, uh, what are you currently doing now? I know they see all the tea in the background. What are you currently doing now and how can people support you? I am currently, I just started, uh, not even tell you guys, like I made $700 in five days. Uh, so I got my investment back to answer what I said. I invested fifty dollars into the tribe, and I paid a hundred dollars for my coach, Young Carla Don, who has literally see. 
the tribe gave me the idea of business. I'm like, okay, I can put purpose profit. Then I had to figure out my purpose. Can Ken, Ken Stevens help me realize my purpose was something I was already doing, which is making tea. And then Jay Taylor Jacobs looked me in my eye and was like, stop sleeping on yourself, sell the tea. So as of right now, I am selling the tea, <laughs> not just this tea, but the tea, herbal tea. I sell medicinal herbs and different blends. And a part of my reason for doing so, guys, is because, as I told you, like I used to abuse substances and I wanted to not just heal myself spiritually, but physically. So I wanted to study herbs that can help restore my brain, restore my liver, restore my kidneys. Because, I mean, they've they, they been through it, you know. I thought I was a fish, but it wasn't water I was drinking, you know. So, uh, I wanted to find a way to heal myself. And that's what started with my, my two blends, Ginger's Love Detox Tea and Mentally Conscious Tea, um, to heal literally my brain. And there's a lot of science to go into it. But I want to tell you before I go, Brother Ben, is that when I think of you and Jay Taylor Jacobs and Young Kong Don, I think it's so beautiful that, a lot is the be the perfect planner because you guys to me represent my teas almost in order because mentally conscious tea was what I really wanted to focus on because I noticed that my memory was kind of short. Some of y'all cappy, y'all know your memory bad because you're smoking. Stop that. Um, but I really wanted to address my mindset and that's what something you really helped me do because the mentally conscious tea, the inspiration was an ally to the mental the mental health and to awaken my consciousness and you helped me awaken my consciousness like you helped by putting a platform out by creating this by you being an awesome representation i mean you are doing the thing you are you, be to Allah. Digitally, digitally like you're doing the thing like and i and i'm witnessing it. i'm like i i I said that I didn't get to see the Honorable Elijah Muhammad or even the Honorable Minister Louis Farr kind of like be able to go to the same, you know, like because of all that. But I'm I'm blessed and honored because I'm in this joint with Brother Ben A. So I'm still in it. Like, I'm watching it. It's just a new age. It's just a new day, okay? It's just happening digitally, okay? Uh, brought, to you by, brought to you by Screen Near You. Um, but so, um, and then Jake Taylor Jacob, <laughs> I, I love Jake. He reminds me of my Ginger's Love Detox Tea. Why? Because he gives you so much nutrition and value, and he clean, but he cleans you out, and he calls you out on your, your poop. And, the, and Ginger's Love Detox helps you get the poop out. And Jay Taylor Jacob, he's going to be a little more hot, and you going to help get the poop out. <laughs> I did, I did your, your excuses and all of that. And Young Don reminds me of the Dougie Berry God Energy Tea because that man got so much energy. I mean... If I could, if we could just have half of that, we gonna be set for life messing with Young Con the Don. There's a reason why his name is called Young Con <laughs> Young the Don. Yeah, so um, I'm a, um, you guys remind me of my blends, and I don't, I don't take that lightly. Like it's not a, it's not a random comparison. I didn't have to force it. When I was thinking today, I was like, bro, like you guys are like literally reminders of my blends and how I'm trying to do these things and heal myself and, and awaken what's the God inside of me mentally. And y'all help me do that by speaking to me by words, by, by practicing, by being in the courses. But I'm also able to do that physically by drinking the teas. And then by you helping show the way to the teachings, like it's happening spiritually and that's how it's going to happen. Like it has to be an all three domains. Um, the change is so real. 
I don't even recognize myself. And that has a lot to do with all praises due to the most high, but also due to the tribe. So Man. all praises due to the most high. I'm honored to be rapping with this young God, trying to cook up some ways to feed the people, steal them away from the evil. Think about the promised land is only after we die. You got to stay away because some of y'all, y'all too scared to fly. All you know how to do is criticize some young guys trying to put you on game. It's really a shame. You rather put up a front street than invest in your name. ABS tribe is the only set that I claim. I'm just trying to heal my people from the pain and I'm out. Hey, <laughs> come on. I didn't know you were going to surprise us with that now. <laughs> now, before you go, a lot of people, I'm seeing some people right now that want to become your customer. Real quick, tell us what these three T's do, the three blends, and where can they go to your website to order? Right. So I haven't officially launched my page. Um, my birthday is November the 5th, and my page will be available um, as reminiscent of my year around the sun. So as of right now, I'm on all social media platforms. You can find me at Black Majesty um, at Instagram. How you, well how you spell that? Facebook, sir? How you spell that Instagram? B-L-A-C-K-M-A-J-E-S-T-E-A. Because you're black, you're majestic, and you need the T. So, um, and that's my name on Facebook as well, Nadia Black Majesty. And you can also email blackmajesty at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, and you can call me at 901 692 Six nine oh nine. Please don't call me about nothing else unless you want the tea. You want to be my friend? Add me on Instagram and Facebook. We can chop it up all day long. Um, that is my my work phone number. So if you would like to order, it's nine oh one six nine two six nine oh nine. And if you want to know more about the tribe, because you were a chicken on the ground and you just want to watch Brother Ben X fly and uh, do all these great amazing things. Uh, but you're still waiting and sleeping on yourself, please message me. I will gladly tell you more about my story, and I will gladly help you sign up for the tribe, the vision bundle, and everything else these young guys are doing for us to put us on game. It's really a shame. Some of y'all just want to put up on Front Street. Come on, invest in your last name yeah. with the ABS tribe. Now, uh, how these three uh, blends, how much do they cost? Um, there's various. So I have four. Oh. Hello? Yeah, you here. Okay. So I have eight. Uh, somebody called me. Thank you. Uh, I have eight blends. And it depends on how much and if you want the premium blends. The premium blends are medicinal. These are what I drink every day and I take for, in, for healing from substance abuse and all of that. I also offer royalty blends for some of y'all. Do you like, look, I just want to drink some. My price ranges are 15, 20, 45, and 100. 35, you want 10. So 15, 20, 35, 45, and 100. Those are my price ranges. It depends on how serious you are about your health and how much you want. So I definitely offer the Kings Deluxe, which is inspired by Young Khan, the Don, and the Kings that are before us because they're intense. So it, um, they're in intense. They don't play no games, and they keep it 100 with you. So it's a $100 pack for 45, for 40, uh, 40 bags of premium tea. And that premium comes with with, with, with a mixture of uh, all of them? Yes, sir. It's a variety pack. I have a variety pack. The Queen Mariam, the um, King's Deluxe, the I Love My Body Tea. For some of y'all, you like, okay, I'm trying to love my body. And then I have the Seventh Heaven 
Those are all variety packs, which means you get all four of my flavors as of right now. And all uh, the Queen Mariam, the, the King's Deluxe, those are the premium, okay? Premium is a step up, okay? That's free shipping. That's over 50 herbs for the premium. That's all intense. Ain't playing no games. If you just want to just stick your toe in the water because you're a chicken, that's the I Love My Body Pack. That's uh, that's in the seventh heaven. Those are royalty blends. I got royalty blends for those of you that you you royal, okay? But you might not be ready for the medicine. You ain't really ready to change your life per se as intensely. But the majesty blends, that's what we on over here. And those are the larger variety packs, as I said. And do you include instructions with them, like how you know what to take and all that? So this is what I, I want you to do. I want you to DM me. I want to do four hundred dollars worth. Uh, I want to do, uh, I guess, four packs. I guess of, of the hundred ones. And uh, yeah. yeah, let's do four that. Four Kings Deluxe. Yeah, let's do that. That you know what? If this man ain't young guy, I told God before I came on here, I wanted to sell five hundred bags of tea wow. because that would be twice as much as I've ever done. And the guy already got 400. You will get everything you want. That's all four flavors. You're going to have over 50 different types of herbs, medicinal, medicinal. And you know, I got it in the back. And yes, it comes with instruction packs and ingredients lists. Um, and it definitely is beautiful packaging if I do say so myself. All right. Well, I thank you for joining us and I look forward to bringing you back next time. Yes, sir. God bless you, Brother Ben X. Uh, thank you so much for everything that you've done, everything that you're doing. Please keep up the good work. Never get discouraged, uh, which I can't ever imagine happening. Um, and don't worry about these crows because you just keep flying high and they're going to fall off. They can't hang with you. But I'm hanging with you. All right. I'm in the corner. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam, sir. Man, that's, that's beautiful, man. I, I mean, listen. To hear that story, man, I, I can't even, I got, I don't even tell stories that well, man. To hear her talk about literally transforming her life from being dead, mentally and spiritually. You know what really gets me, man? All praise is really due to a lot, like for real. I don't just say that. Some of the stuff that she said, I said, man, I don't even remember saying it, man. Don't even remember saying it sometime. I'm just feeding, letting the minister feed me, and I'm feeding y'all with what he feeding me with. That's how I know these are life-giving teachings, bro. I know it's life-giving. You can disagree. You can debate with me all you want to. You got, ah, yeah, whatever. But the works is, man, when people apply it, when they let their work, when they breathe in his breath, his spirit, and they apply it to their life, man, this is the result that we see, man. And this is what really brings me uh, this is what brings me joy and peace to hear a sister talk about loving herself again, finding self-love again, understanding and finding the reality of God and having her life changed, not just mentally, spiritually, but also economically as well. So, man, I am grateful, man, just to be that vessel uh, that was used in this process. And I'm here to tell you, that you too could do the same. This is what the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan wants us to do, brothers and sisters, man. He wants us to make this word bond. He wants us to make this word real. And if we really say we love the minister and he's changed our life and he's done so much for us, let's strive. I didn't say do. I mean, yeah, we're going to all fall short, but let's strive to be upright to him who originated the heavens and the earth. Let's strive to 
put into practice what he has sacrificed 60 years for us to do. It's beautiful for us to say, oh, he done sacrificed 60 years. He's a man who has overcame cancer. He's a man who will stand up. It's cool for us to say that. But we've also heard him say he want to see us do it. We've also heard him say, I want to give it to y'all so that you guys can rise up. We've also heard him say, I can't die, not because of physically, but because I've given so much of myself and I've deposited in you. Now it's your turn to come on with it. This is how God is able to be eternal. Yes, we are gods, but we are not the God, meaning that when I physically die, God dies. No, that's not what they're saying. It's like electricity. See, the, the spirit is unseen, but we got to remember the spirit is dependent on the material. See, there is no mystery, God, here. It's dependent on the material. So when we go away, when the minister goes away, we put new copper in. And there is a new conduit of the electricity. So we have to be the copper that the spirit of God, electricity, is able to work through. But remember, if we are the ones that God is going to work through, then this is also Satan's playground. Oh, yeah, because if he knows they got the real reality of God, they have the message that is raising up the black man and woman. They coming after us, not just physically, but mentally, spiritually. Satan is here to make evil first seeming. So if we fell off a little bit, man. Come on, pick it back up. Let's go. Come on, man. Let's pick it back up. If you've been at home and you've been clapping for Brother Ben and you've been clapping for Brother Reason, we appreciate you. But come on, man, we need your help. Old is for, why? Uh, uh, they say young for, for war, old for counsel. Don't leave yet. You shouldn't say, well, brother, I, I, was, I had the spirit like you. Boy, when I first came in, I don't need you telling me that. I don't need you inboxing me that. I don't need you calling me saying, yeah, brother, I, I like what you got going on, brother, back in the 90s. No, I'm talking about the 2020s. We still need you. If the Honorable Minister Lewis Farrakhan at 87 can keep going, what's stopping you? At 50, at 40, at 30, at 60. What's stopping you if he's 87 and still pushing this, still helping us, still bringing us up? We still need y'all, man. So don't fall off, man. We all going to go through our trials and tribulations. We're going to go through disappointment. But come on, man. Come on with it. If this is an example of what could be produced by just speaking the word. And living the word. Come on, man. Big fields are waste of ride awake, man. Man, we got thousands more sisters to go get. We got thousands of more brothers to go get. And I can't get them by myself. The minister can't get them by himself. Brother Wesley can't get them by himself. Brother Nuri can't get them by himself. Sister Ava can't get them by herself. We need all of us, man. All of us got to come on with it. All of us got to accept our own and be themselves. All of us got to accept our own and be yourself. I don't know what you're thinking. You're saying, brother, but I got it cleaned up first. But once I clean up, I'm coming. I don't know about that. The nation is a shower, man. You don't go take a bath and say, I'm clean. Now I'm finna get in the shower. You think we clean? Just because we got on a suit and bow tie. You think, you think the minister ain't talked about this? You think the minister don't know we sin? But it's the teaching that's going to continue to clean us up. It says striving to be upright. Every single day we on our, we, we striving to be upright. We ain't all the way perfect. 
Hell, some of, for some of us in there, probably just as bad as you. So don't wait and, and, and miss out on your salvation because you think you, if you was going to clean up by yourself, you would have been dead. I'm sorry. Hell, talking about we going to wait. Hell, if you was going to do it, you would have been dead years ago. It's the teachings, man. It's this brotherhood. It's this sisterhood. It may not be, but we getting it together. It's this. It's, it's, it's going through. Look, look, in a washing machine, in order to really clean the washing machine, it's friction. The, 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 the clothes is rubbing against each other. It's friction. It's disappointment there. Oh, yeah, it's trials and tribulations there. But when you get up out of that friction, when you take it out, ooh, that thing has been cleaned. It's clean now. It's clean. So come on, man. Get it right, man. Let's stop the deceptive intelligence. Let's stop the excuses. Let's just strive one day at a time. One day at a time. So I hope that her story was able to inspire you. It definitely inspired me. I'm not even going to lie to you. She spoke life into me listening to that. So I really thank her for that, man. But um, peace, family. I'm going to close out with the ABS tribe. This is what she was talking about, the ABS tribe. I'm going to close out with our commercial. And y'all have a blacktastic day. Assalamu alaikum. Peace, family. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering... What can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st? I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market. And I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS Tribe. The ABS Tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you. You want to get inside of our ABS tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and Brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six-figure friends are on teaching you every single week. If you want to join the ABS tribe, go to www.whatisabstribe.com. www.whatisabstribe.com. Muhammad Ali, Farrakhan, Michael Mesh, now my what about-